Okay, so we are continuing in Luke chapter 17 this week, uh, which, like I said in the previous recording that I since deleted, uh, surprised me a little bit. <laughs> yes, we are the home of professional but podcasting. But there's a, there's a lot uh, to unpack here in this chapter. Yes, yes, there is. And so as we've been working through uh, the book of Luke in this middle section, we've spent a lot of time really in one conversation or you know, the essence of one conversation from Luke chapter 14 uh, on. And now in chapter 17, it's sort of an unusual situation in that we've got three different, completely different settings and scenes right. that are happening here. We go from the end of that uh, conversation uh, that had begun in 14, 15, 16, uh, into last week we looked at at this separate event of the healing of the ten lepers <clears throat> excuse me and we and we saw that that wasn't really about gratitude as much right. as it it was about it was the focus of, of our faith absolutely right. that's one of the supporting um, ideas or, or supporting truths that's in it it carries along the melodic line of the of the main idea uh, but really in that in that story, we saw that the purpose of our healing is the glory of the healer, that when God is doing all of the things that he's doing, it's for a purpose, and the purpose is his eternal, ultimate glory, which is for us mm -hmm. our ultimate good. And, mm -hmm. and a lot of times we get caught up in seeing the temporal good, mm -hmm. uh, and, and so our prayers focus on the temporal good, all of our attention is on the temporal good. What is happening now? How do I have my best life now? And I know that God loves me because God does what I like and does what I want now. But that's not reality, and it's not the biblical picture that we get from, from Genesis to Revelation. We just don't see that. Uh, and so when we look at the whole Bible together, it's always coming back to this story that it, it's, this is an eternal story. It's about God and His glory. We as his people are part of that glory and everything that gives God glory ultimately is for our good. And the best, the highest, most ultimate good for us is God's glory. <clears throat> so Say glory one more time. <laughs> I, I don't think we can say it enough. So <laughs> as we focus through this, we see the, that story of the 10 lepers being healed mm -hmm. as sort of a... Um, a transition, a segue out of that conversation where Jesus had been talking about our values versus God's values, our agenda versus his agenda. Then we see all of those, those dynamics that he's been talking about played out in that healing event. Mm -hmm. Now we're transitioning into another concept, but it really still comes out of that base reality that everything is for the glory of God. It's not about the temporal issues. It's not about the right now. Right. It's about the forever. It's about the, the big picture, what God is doing from beginning to end. So now in verse 20, uh, we see another shift. Uh, and we know it's another shift because he starts with the word once, like once upon a time kind of thing. So we went from, uh, you know, we're having this big conversation. And Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, talking to his disciples, talking to the crowds. And then in verse 11, he says, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border. So he, he, he transitions the scene. Then in verse 20, he says, once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied and then goes into this text. So that's the piece that we're going to be looking at. <clears throat> and uh, it, it's kind of a, a neat break here from, from 20 to 37 at the end of the chapter, or the end of chapter 17, which again, are not, these are not inspired things. These are things that were put in later, basically right. for the express purpose of helping us find things. Right. So we're not searching through you know thousands and thousands of words 
without having guideposts. This gives us some direction. <clears throat> Excuse me. So anyway, uh, what we're seeing here is Jesus is being asked a question by the Pharisees. We don't really know whether this is a sincere question right. or what I think seems pretty pretty likely. Based on history. Based on everything we see from the Pharisees prior to this is it's it's a mocking, sarcastic question. Trying to trap him. Or it's a trying right. to trap right. him. So so either they're just mocking him, making him look foolish. Right. Yeah, or, you know, you're all about the kingdom of God. Where is it? You know, or... They're, I hope they sound they're trying to, um, it's in all the animated features. Right. Like uh, or they're trying to get him to give an answer that will make him look foolish right, right. And, and discredit him as the Silly Messiah. Pharisee. Yeah. So verse 20 says, Once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, which in itself is a big statement. Mm -hmm. He goes on, nor will people say, here it is or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. Now, a lot of folks have grown up with the King James Version or other uh, older translations, um, which render that phrase, the kingdom of God is within you. And I think that rendering in the English has caused us a lot of confusion. Uh, I know it has for me. I've had to wrestle with that. But going back and seeing that the Greek is translated uh, or can be translated a few different ways, um, the NIV renders it in your midst. And I think that gives a better picture of what Jesus has been saying and mm -hmm. continues to say here. Uh, he's clearly not saying to the Pharisees, you have the kingdom right. of God in your hearts. They've rejected the king, so how can they have the kingdom? So he's not saying that. Um, is he saying it's within individuals, within you know individual people? Maybe, except for the other things that he says about the kingdom would seem to lead us away from that understanding. So there's something that that maybe combines those concepts of, of hmm. being um, amongst us or in our midst and also being a heart issue. But I think the, the, the NIV has it right here. I think the, uh, the picture is not so much um, within individuals, but here, right now, what you're seeing, he's been talking about this since at least chapter 9. He's been building up this right. idea that the kingdom is here, I'm here, because I'm the king, the kingdom is with me. Some of you are not going to yeah. die until you see the kingdom coming. And yet there's also that makes an, more sense. There's also another concept behind it when he talks about the kingdom of the actual realization of the, the, the present reality of God's kingdom, which is what he then says to his disciples. So that he says to the Pharisees. Verse 22 says, then he said to his disciples. So it's kind of like, this is the answer for you guys. Right. Here, uh, my team, let's, right. let's talk about what you're going to see, what's going to actually happen here. Um, and he, goes, he talks about this again in chapter 21, uh, where he goes into some, some detail. Is it 21? Yes. Where he gives, go, gives detail about the signs of the times and, and so on. But here, there's a little bit different um, angle, a little different perspective on the coming kingdom. Um, he says, the time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man. It's a phrase that we'll need to develop as we as we look at it on Sunday. What, what does he mean by the days of the Son of Man that they'll long to see, but you'll not see it? People will tell you there he is or here he is, and it echoes back to what he, he said in, in uh, verse 21. You know, that's when you're looking at the kingdom, that's not it. Um, don't go running off after them. Verse 24, for the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the, to the other. Very dramatic picture that he's giving here. But first, 
Jesus always keeps coming back to this. The, the job here isn't done yet. But first, verse 25, he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. So there's so much in that little paragraph of what Jesus is saying, that there is a reality of the kingdom here present now. Mm-hmm. There is another greater or, or more manifest reality, is probably better than greater, uh, a more manifest reality of the kingdom, which is yet to come. Okay. And it's not a matter of you know people claiming to be the Messiah. Oh, there he is. He, he's saying, look, when this happens, everybody's going to know. Right. It's like when the lightning flashes from one end of the sky to the other, this isn't going to be some little guesswork. Right. You're going to know. <clears throat> but in the meantime, this generation is going to have to reject the Messiah. First, he has to suffer many things. He compares it to the days of Noah, um, when people are going about their business, and then bam. He compares it to uh, the days of Sodom and Gomorrah with Lot, and people are going about their business, and then bam, and the judgment falls. And the same way he he refers to the day that the Son of Man is revealed. Now, he is the Son of Man. That's how he refers to himself. Mm -hmm. He's present. He's already been revealed. What does he mean by that? So we'll unpack that a little bit on Sunday as well. Sounds like there is quite a bit here to to actually unpack. There is, yeah, and and some of these some of the phrases that he uses here are easy for us to get lost in and miss the main point. So we want right. to we want to come back and again, I, I love to uh, steal from uh, Alistair Begg, one of, one of my favorite preachers, and one of his favorite sayings that is really important for us in studying the Bible. Always is the plain things are the main things and the main things are the plain things. So if we get caught up in the minutia too much, then we miss the point that God is making here. There is always a lot for us to deal with, mm-hmm. for us to dig into, but sometimes we we miss the forest for the trees when we start digging into small things. Well, we will dig in on Sunday, so we hope you guys join us. Thanks for listening.